Yo, John Mayer. What's up, you guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Salt of Time Podcast. It's your boy, Ricky, a.k.a. Dick Chuck, a.k.a. the man behind the can at Salt of Time Official. Here is always with my conversation accomplice, the man with the hunch about Worcester, Travis. What is cracking, Fizzle Fiends? Welcome back to another episode of the Salt of Time Podcast. We're glad you're with us. It's a beautiful day here in Worcester. There's not a cloud. Well, there's some clouds in the sky, but it's still damn gorgeous. Right. There's we a breeze also, coming across. We didn't fuck up the intro. Oh, yeah. Clean. I didn't want to even call attention to it. <laughs> I, I was like, no, no, I can't. I can't. I got so excited. I'm proud of you. Um, Thank you. That's awesome. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, so we're coming to you from Technicopia here on the sixth floor of Portland Street. Um, you will hear background noise. This is a good enough podcast. You have been warned. This week we are talking to the super cool Anna McKinnis, creative queen. I should have put up my notes again. Yeah, creative queen. Yeah, that's me. I did it. It was your base creative. But before we get there, we have to do this. Hey, Ricky, how was your week? My week was good. Uh, <laughs> my week was really good. Was really good. Um, what did I do last week? I worked two days, which was nice because we had a holiday. I was yeah. like, I didn't work that much. Hope you that's all had fun. a great Independence Day. Yeah, 4th of July was tight. Chilled at Naomi's sister's house. That was super cool. I got, so like, obviously the whole country is consumed with World Cup fever, as they should be. But we were like kicking, and we, we like, I haven't kicked a soccer ball around in a very long time. And I kind of forgot how much I love doing that. So we were playing with like her little nieces and stuff, like the nephews and stuff. And uh, yeah, it just got me like super pumped on, on kicking a ball around. And then of course, like I watched the game yesterday, which was fucking awesome did they have like a whole soccer arena set up down there they did yeah so they so down behind city hall they streamed the game on like it was supposed to be a bigger screen they ended up getting delivered a smaller one i talked to amy she's like yeah this isn't the right size but whatever we had we had to roll with it um so there was a couple food trucks uh root and press was there which oh you and naomi went there last week yeah yeah dude root and press is a complete hidden gem in the city food's awesome coffee's awesome they're super 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 nice it's up on like the west side so it's over by like tatnik area just sure. past Worcester state um but it's awesome i like i love that place and then yesterday i'm i was wildly hungover and i got surprise surprise yeah well you know shout out sarah and jake for like yeah, throwing a guys. hell of a party yeah. there was, <laughs> yeah for sure we'll get to that yeah. um hashtag the real sarah sanders the hashtag the real sarah sanders for real now yeah like it's on paper and things it's true. Well, it's, the, it's Facebook official, I think. Well, I, so, I'm sure it is. <laughs> so I like walk, we walk over to the common and I'm like kind of half dead, but I'm really pumped about the game. I just chugged a margarita at Dead Horse. Shout out TK. And I'm like, fuck, I need water. And I walk over to this tent. I didn't even see like what the signs were. I was like, you guys have water? And they're like, no, we have coffee. And I was like, cool. Room press, like, I, then I noticed the logo. I'm like, you guys are here? Like, yeah, it's our first ever event. Like, they had no intentions of doing pop-ups. And it just kind of happened. Oh. Like, they met whoever was the soccer portion of the event. And they're like, oh, because I think they wanted to send them coffee or something. Okay. And they were like, if you want, we, we can come and, like, pop up. And they did. And it was so clutch. Their coffee's really, really good. 
So I was very excited. Shout out Ruben Press for saving my life yesterday. <laughs> I got Shout ice cream. Out. Women's national soccer team. Oh, yes. dude, congratulations. congratulations. That's, that's, you know you're a true badass when like, not only do you talk the shit, then you go out and you actually win it. Dude, it's just like, I love that. Oh, oh, yeah. There's nothing more impressive than the way that they handle themselves during interviews and on the field. It's yeah. That Nike, did you guys see the Nike ad that dropped last night? No. No, I don't think so. Whole, like, I literally just got goosebumps. <laughs> <laughs> standing on end. <laughs> it is epic as fuck. Like, it's wild. The fact that the, everybody, like, the entire arena started chanting equal pay. Oh, yeah. Like, it's just like, that type of stuff is so cool. They, game changers. It was yeah. fucking so impressive. Yeah. yeah awesome. I don't give a shit about soccer, but I was checking that score. Yeah, that was that was a fun one. Yeah, we, we were in New York City yesterday. So oh, I, yeah, 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 that's right. We had a whirlwind of a week. Spent yeah. Independence Day with my uh, buddy Rob Bellotta and his family. Uh, Did yeah. a little pool party. Shout cool. out Rob. Uh, little couple, maybe a couple fireworks here and there. <laughs> uh, watched the fireworks from Holy Cross Hill Monday night. That was super tough. Or Tuesday night. Tuesday night, yeah. I so wanted I to go down. <laughs> Apparently the spot to be was at Redemption Rock because it was kind of quiet and there was plenty of parking and but like it. yeah, I don't know. I was talking yeah. to Rebecca over there and she said they were just popped up right over the buildings. That's so sick. But, uh, but yeah, we spent yesterday with our friends, Jess and John in New York city and which popped around the lower East side. Maybe or may not have put a couple stickers out. Mm-hmm. I'll say, I saw you, uh, making some moves. Yeah. Hey. It's just, I'll tell you, man, it's, it's, it's cool. Like Sarah even did it. Sarah put some of her illustrations out on stickers and just kind of, oh, I mean, there are areas where this is what, I don't know. Part of me wants it to come to Worcester, but it needs to be set up in a way that is not destructive. Where yeah. we're, we're not putting things on, say, you know, pieces of art, like actual right. sculptures or anything. But there's like these ice chests and shit around the Lower East Side that are just covered in stickers because they live out all the time. And you can see layers of just artists. And like dudes that have been around here, Ray BK, who has something down in the yeah. alleyway. I saw you post yeah. Ray BK. Yeah. Uh, who else said it? It's a Living is out there. Oh, nice. uh, Lexi Bella has a couple oh. greats up. Uh, shout out to Ghost Beard and Patch Whiskey. They have a great, they're not great, gate. So uh, they have like this 100 Gates project where all the roll down gates in the city are getting murals on them. Oh, really? Cool. Yeah. Oh, it's fantastic. Chay's been talking about bringing it here for forever. Dude, that's sick. It's it's a great use of space. Yeah. They, they fall actually under a different area of the law because they're not a, a full oh, wall right. so so like the electrical boxes in the park and things like that that too is stuff that mm-hmm. like it literally just takes a group of people to organize it so that's super rad anyway sticker game in new york city is super fun we ended up going to this pop-up gallery by this dude Saxix, who does these like cool visual puns um and he had just like four days prior told a bunch of his buddies to send him some art so like he just has this gallery full of shit that's all for sale. That's so I mean, It's cool. all like thousand dollar pieces, but still, to pull something together like that in four days is just mad respect. Oh yeah. So yeah. Were a, you in? Where were you again? Lower East Side. Oh okay. okay. Yeah. So oh, yeah. just popped around there. We ended up going to uh, Forbidden Planet. Checked out the comic book shop. <laughs> okay. And then. Oh, on. I think I went in there one time. They had the Captain American shield for the door handle. That's cool. <laughs> 
You yeah, might have went to Midtown Comics, which is out in Manhattan. That's what I went to. There's like a big Spider-Man. Like yeah. That, yeah, okay. Midtown is sick too. That was pretty wild. I mean, I'm not a comic guy, as you know. From yeah, last, last, last episode, pretty much nailed that on the fucking head. But um, yeah, it was cool to walk around in there. I mean, it, just for the memorabilia and the other figures and stuff. Yeah. Who doesn't want to see a figure of one dude punch another dude in the face? Seriously. I own like seven. No, I don't. I don't own any action. Well, not that I purchased. Anyway, so uh, yeah, and then like you said last week, we talked to Woody, and I enjoyed our comic conversation. But you were kind of. I enjoy the hockey stuff. I enjoy the comic stuff because I learned a lot. I didn't know that Green Lantern was two guys. I had no clue. I thought it was just one dude. It's been even more than those two dudes. Yeah, no, it's just, it's super nerd culture. I get the same kind of glossed over look when people start talking to me about Game of Thrones. Oh, yeah, I don't know anything about that. It's like, to me, I only have so much space in this brain for so much nerd knowledge. And I have kind of like Star Wars and Marvel on lockdown that I just have no more room for anything else. There you go. I don't want to learn something of Tarth and... Brienne, and she's very important. We'll get to her later. (sighs) Oh, shit, did I just... Uh-oh. No, I just, that was, I know that you was did. my last performance. I said you guys just did the Game of Thrones. We just did the Game of Thrones. It was a lot of fun. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But uh, Game of Thrones burlesque. It was Brienne of Tarth. I took off an actual suit of armor, which was interesting. Um, but How heavy was that? It was like a good 35, 40 pounds. My brother used it for a Comic-Con because he is very into comics and stuff. And I was like, yo, bro, hit me with that armor. <laughs> but not actually. It was very heavy. I wound oh. up figuring it out, so I just took off the arms and it was kind of sexy, I don't know. <laughs> uh, ask uh, Mike Petrucci came through, shout out, thank you. Shout out Mike Petrucci. Thanks for so, coming to Game of Thrones. <laughs> like on Saturday. Yep. Oh yeah. That's why I have a on Saturday. Yeah, that was. I didn't see Travis on Saturday. I was, but you were in New York. I was so in New York, Travis. and by the time we got back, I was so burnt toast. I was told to come crash the wedding, but. Happens. Kevin Law did. Kevin Law showed up in an actual monkey suit. Oh my god. <laughs> you mean like dressed as a monkey? Yeah. So I'm like. I thought he was a bear. He was a monkey. That was a monkey. Oh. So I got this t- like, I'm like, we're all like chilling, partying and stuff. And I look at my phone and I got a text from Kevin. So I'm like, whenever he texts me, it's always something very funny. It's usually a picture of something stupid I did the night before. So I open it and it's, he's like, yo, should I come by now? And I was like, yeah, like we're all, at, at, I think you had already gotten there. At the pro- I think. Yeah, yeah. I came. I came just as they were doing um, the horror. Yeah. Which yeah. Really, okay. Which so was really cool. <laughs> yeah, that was good. So you were. Yeah, you were already there. So yeah, we're already at, at uh, New Tradition. And then I was like, Yeah, dude, like come through. And he's like, Cool. Um, I'll wear my monkey suit. And I thought he was just like making a joke. I thought he was like, like a suit t- and tie. Yeah. Well, that is, I'm pretty sure that he did that intentionally. Oh, that's he did. what that's called. Yeah, no, I know. So I was like, yeah, yeah, do it up, man. I was like, everybody's like pretty chill though. And like, cause I didn't know if he like, <laughs> was like, yo, like, what should I wear? I didn't know that he had like already had that shit lined up. So I'm hanging out, I'm like in the bathroom line. And then all of a sudden I, <laughs> Kevin's behind me. I'm like, I turn around, he's like, hey, I'm like, what the fuck are you wearing? A, because he had a monkey suit on, but also because it was so hot in there. I'm like, this poor kid's gonna like- Oh, he's wearing a blanket. To death, yeah. yeah, straight up. It was nuts, but it was awesome. He, he quickly changed. I think he showed up. He maybe like popped in some pictures and stuff and then he was back to normal. It's great. Commit to the bit. That was great. <laughs> That's awesome. Shout out Kevin. He's <laughs> a maniac. That he is. He's also the best Uber ride 
in West Bay. Hey. How many people did he have to drive home? Oh my God, dude. He drove, so he drove Naomi and I to my house after, I was told. Um, <laughs> I, don't I, guess, think, I don't think I even said goodbye to you guys. You I don't, know, you were just gone. Dude, I, was like, oh. I don't know what happened at the time. <laughs> that was a, Kyle texted me on some yesterday morning. He's like, yeah, so I'm pretty sure I browned out at the dive bar. I'm like, yo. Oh, absolutely. Big Kyle time. <laughs> browned out. It was, because it wasn't like a quick turn. It was like, like, I remember being there. I remember everything going on. I, and I do remember being in Kevin's van. So it's like, they were, I was like. Tied up. <laughs> yeah. In a monkey suit. Yeah, yeah exactly. And I remember, I remember like getting home, but it's like, things are spotty. Yeah. It was I respect the it. It was a hell of a party. Joey Flanagan made some super punchy punch. So. Oh, dude, that whiskey peach thing. It's good stuff. I was fucking feeling that one. That was my jam, dude. Oh my god, it was like an Arnold Palmer, but with like whiskey. It was awesome. That sounds oh, that actually sounds fantastic. Really it was so good. So, uh, just to kind of segue this, you were there, Anna, because you had taught them their dance, because I, that's stuff that you do. I, it is stuff that I do. So, um, I finally have kind of found my place in the arts. Okay, um, that's super cool. In, in Worcester, which is, it is super cool. Um, I kind of lead a double life, I feel like, Hannah Montana sometimes. Because, <laughs> I mean, I, I was just talking about like taking off armor and we'll get to that, but like that's one side. And then the other side is like, hi, I work at the Hanover, which I'm looking at our beautiful building with our murals right now. And um, Is I, your dad a rock star? I, I mean, he's like a rock star dad, but he's not a rock star, oh. no, no. Okay. The paints. So just, just <laughs> someone yeah. the attacks? Yeah. Yes. Okay. No, For he's not taking his horse down to the old town road. It's not happening. Oh, That'd be that weird. He's taking his boat down to the pond. <laughs> Go fishing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, sorry. So, sorry. To yeah. No. No. It's totally cool. So. Um, yeah. So my my Muggle side, my everyday life. I work at the Hanover Theater, and then I also work at Arthur Murray Dance Center, which is okay. a ballroom dance studio down by Webster Square. It's on James Street. Sure. And so we focus on ballroom and Latin dancing. So I do waltz, merengue, tango, um, so many things, cha-cha, triple swing, single swing, club swing, foxtrot, rumba, Viennese waltz, the list goes on and on. I can do I, none of it. Well, I could do you like can, I promise, you really? can. Merengue is all on the hips. Merengue is literally just marching in place yeah. and then move around to music. Okay. Step, step, step. Here we go. Step, all step. right. He does have the hips. Good job. Uh, I, I had a girl teach me how to merengue hey. one time. I was really trying to be and, sweet on her. Anyway. Uh, exactly, exactly. And so, um, so I teach like beginner level classes there because I'm a beginner myself. I just started in January. <laughs> so oh, wow. I'm like learning the basics of all these dances. I'm by no means professional. I saw some professional level at a training weekend and it was like literally overwhelming how amazing they were. They were gorgeous and glittery. And so oh, it was Something beautiful. Something to aspire to. Though. Exactly, exactly. So it's, you know, we're always progressing and getting better. But, you know, you you put a girl like me in front of sparkly, twirling people and I'm just, I'm, I'm in love. So yeah, I work at Arthur Murray and I, I've learned all these dances and um, because I'm trying to become more comfortable with students, I was like, hey, I know some friends who are getting married and Sarah and I got to talking at the dive bar one night. I was like, if you guys want, I'll give you like a kind of pointers lesson 
before you get married? And she was like, yeah, absolutely. That's so, um, that's super just, generous of you. Yeah. I mean, like it's, it's fun. It's sharing she's, your talents. Yeah. She's my friend. We, uh, Sarah and I met at the Abbey, so I've known her for as long as I worked there yeah. and, and, and then some. So I was like, yeah, you know. Oh, so is that how you guys met through the app? Yeah, kind of. Actually, I can tell the story of how Ricky and I became friends. It's a kind of a good story. Really? Yeah. Do it. All right. So I don't remember. This well, because we didn't work together. No, we didn't. No. no. I, was I came. Guy. I came just after you left. Okay. Um, Same with Sarah. I think Sarah. So Sarah and I knew each other before, but we. Her, I knew she was starting, but I had already given my notice. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. So like my last day was her first day. Oh. But then like we've obviously stayed Ships friends crossing. ever since. But yeah, it was kind of crazy. That yeah. is weird. Mm. So but the first day you met. I, I I had just started working there and it was Halloween. So this is my first Halloween not in Salem. I went to Salem State University and I'm getting to that. But um, this is my first Halloween not in Salem. So I was kind of like bumming, like oh, I'm not in Salem. Uh, Halloween capital of the world. For real. Um, but <laughs> Anne told me go to the dive bar, which I had, hadn't been to yet. Oh, baby Anna. <laughs> I, I hadn't been to the dive yet because I just started working at the Abbey. I, I didn't know. I, was, yeah. I wasn't that in tune yet. I just got back from Salem. Um, so I got cut because it was dead at the Abbey because it was Halloween. And so I went over to the dive bar and I walk in and Ann McGinnis, um, who was my manager, but you know, Ann McGinnis, hey fam, um, he like handed me a cupcake. It was like a little red velvet cupcake with a little like gummy knife in it. Like somebody had stabbed it. It was cute. It was Halloween. And I was dressed up like Minnie Mouse and I was Halloween, cool. Were you already dressed up at the Abbey? Oh yeah. Okay. I'm a Halloween queen. I wear a costume all day. I respect the hell Yeah. Nobody else at the Abbey was dressed up. That also happened the Halloween after that. Nobody else dressed up, and I was like, you're cutting me early, because I dressed up, and it happened. Because I wanted to go to a party at Bull Mansion. <laughs> anyway. Um, but the, the year prior to that, I went to the dive. I got the cupcake from Ian, and I go to order a beer from Ricky, and I was like, give me the true that was on, because it was a big true party. And he gave, he gave me the beer, and he was like, seven bucks. And I was like, okay. And I went to hand him my card. He was like, cash only, because it's the dive bar. And I was like, shit, I didn't know that. And so I was like, uh, can I give you a cupcake? And he was like, yeah. So <laughs> I gave him the cupcake. He gave me the beer we bartered. And that's how Ricky and I became friends. <laughs> Fuck yeah. That will also not work for anybody else. So please do not. No, start no. This was like, this was a very, a very special specific, circumstance. Yeah. Yeah. I realize yeah. that we keep setting precedents. <laughs> yes. Sorry. Um, I mean, feel free to bring cupcakes to the diet. Yes, but just also pay. I also I, bring cash. I also yeah. then went to the ATM and, you know, paid for my drinks all night. So yeah. It, yeah the first one. First it was okay. the fir- first one. Awesome. Maybe you could sense I was a noob or you liked my costume or something, but. You yeah. might have just been the first person to ever offer me a cupcake. A cupcake for I've been offered the craziest shit. For beer? Yeah. Look, okay, I know that sounds like drugs. Which, like, of course, people are like, what if I give you? I'm like, okay, that doesn't work that way. But I I can't put cannabis in the register. Yeah, we could go through, we could do a whole episode on, like, some weird-ass things that have been offered. Just off the top of your head, I need to know. Weirdest thing you could think of. Oh, my God. Uh, Okay, this wasn't for, oh, man. Sorry, Don't want to talk it. No, 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 that's fine. There was a girl who, like, my second year or first year working there, it was like two o'clock. We had to get up. She had to leave. She refused to leave. And I'm like, okay, it doesn't work that way. Like, you need to go. She wasn't even drinking anymore. She was like, I'm not leaving until you make out with me. And I was like, what the fuck? 
kind of world do I live in? Also, this is like every guy's dream. Like, I'm not even like, well, you're gonna hang out with me. Like, I'm just trying to like, I'm like, I need you to go and need you to leave. And she's like, I'm not leaving until you make out with me. And I was like, what the fuck is going on right now? Did you? Yeah, you did! Yeah, you did! Say shit. Of course he did. I respect the hell out of that. Sorry, Naomi. That was before Naomi. Well, oh, that was like years. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Okay, yeah. shit. Yeah. No, yeah, that was. I nice. will cut the fuck out of that if I no. just did something terrible. No. No. no, 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 I would never. He wouldn't say it. I would never. Yeah. I would never. No. So yeah, Good it was man. it was years, years, years. But I respect that. But it was great. Yeah. It was. That was a weird thing. That's a story, though. Oh yeah, it's, that story could go forever. We'll yeah. get. We'll do that someday. All right. <laughs> Sorry. That. After I get Newman to like marry me, we can talk about all the time our stories. There you that go. That way yeah. I'm like, what? You already said, yeah, like, we should have like the um, ring thing. Like, like the bro code, uh, Barney from How I Met Your Mother. There really does need to be some kind of Bible. Yeah, like a Bible of all the stuff our stories. So, just a, a story similar that I've already admitted to my wife, but when we were just, it was just beginning dating, like maybe a couple weeks to a month in. I get invited to a stag party for a friend of mine and it quickly devolved into two, two like these poor women had to be on blankets in the middle of a VFW hall and a whole bunch of, it was just not a good scene. It was not a good scene. But anyway, later in the night, she's walking around topless and she offers for like $15, you can lick whipped cream off her breast. And I'm a horn dog and I would just, so I paid my $15, right? And I do it. And then she goes, oh, you missed the spot. And I'm thinking that, yes. you know, it must be because I'm good. But looking over, she did it for every single fucking dude that did this. Point of my story. I get home that night. Don't say anything. Like, don't, I text, whatever. Go to bed. Wake up the next morning. And I have the worst cold I have gotten maybe ever. Realizing that this was the middle of February. And every other motherfucker at that thing was sick. So I basically just made out with all the dudes that were there Tacos. and got a cold. That was when I decided that's the last time I will do anything of that sort because it just does not pay. No. So I paid, <laughs> you paid. I paid $15 to get some other dudes cold. Yeah, that's a bummer. That, that's usually how that's going to go when you're in those situations. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know what I was thinking and I'll never do it Natural again. Natural transfer of yeah. germs. Yeah. Sorry. But bad decisions get made. I mean, like in the sure. moment though, were you having a good time? Was it worth it in that moment? I truly don't remember. Well, let's just say it was. Yeah. <laughs> Moral of the story, stick to cupcakes. Yeah, that is what you can't get sick from cupcakes. It's true. I'm going with that. You probably can, but I'm going to go with that. You can't. That whole diabetes thing. (laughs) So, (laughs) exactly. Whatever. You're going to have a lot of cupcakes for that. This is is already an interesting episode. I know. We've climbed down so many different roads. So, Motley Crew. All right, so you're dancing, you're dancing. Yeah, so I dance at Arthur Murray, and then my other gig is at the Hanover Theater, which is in the building just next to us. Adjacent? Uh, Adjacent, yes. So I work there in the box office. I process tickets and subscriptions where you're kicking off our 11th Broadway season. I'm a huge Broadway nerd, like me as a human. Yeah, me as a human. So Anna Like Muggle Anna. Anna, Muggle Anna, yes, is a big Broadway nerd. I went, you know, I'm I'm from Worcester. I went to Burncoat, which is a fine arts magnet school. And I was in, you know, the select chorus and all the musicals and the theater program. So like that's been my jam forever, like forever. Um, 
So when it came time to like college and stuff, I was like, oh, what am I gonna do? I don't know. Um, theater. I actually had a, a teacher want me to go into opera, but it just wasn't what I was interested in. I really love musical theater. And so I went and auditioned all over the place. And I actually decided on a school that I didn't have to audition for, which was Salem State. That's cool. um, mostly money, but I got an incredible theater education at that program. It was most bang for my buck. And I... You know, I learned so much. So I have that theater degree. I made my own major and like minored in dance and minored in music performance. So it was like a musical theater major because there wasn't an actual one there. Oh, so I kind of created my own program. Um, so yeah, it took me a little longer to complete, but it was really cool. Um, I won a scholarship while I was there that let me go do a Broadway boot camp in Tampa for the summer called Broadway Theater Project. It's like the Harvard of Broadway training program for young adults Hell so yeah. I went and did that I was in boot camp for three weeks and performed on a cruise ship that's cool and yeah for like how long were we on the cruise ship um, only a week but okay. it was that's as long as I wanted to be on that cruise ship <laughs> yeah same. yeah I got same. got that experience out of my system that was, that was fun I also wasn't allowed to drink or anything even though I was 21 so it was like because it was an educational program and that yeah. there were a lot of minors so like I couldn't drink and that was a bummer but my last night I was like I'm having a Sam Adams and you're not saying anything I'm getting on a plane to Boston in the morning <laughs> and I'm an adult damn it I, well yeah I was, I was also wicked homesick so I was like slugging Sam Adams, which I don't drink normally, but I was like <laughs> Boston. Uh, yeah, and then you know, so that was that was a really cool opportunity. And so um, I came back home to Worcester um, after living in Salem for about a year after graduation to help with the family and save some money. <laughs> um, and so I was applying, worked at the Abbey, and did the services industry for so long, which was awesome. But I needed to find an arts-based thing, so I worked at the Hanover and we do the Broadway shows which is so cool um, as well as like musical acts and things like that so sure it's it's a beautiful space and I'm so lucky to work there because I get to see the shows I get to you know talk theater with people all day long and it's just what I'm about That's awesome. it is a beautiful building I've it, only been it's in gorgeous there, it was built in um, or it opened in 1904 and then it like changed um, ownership a few times so um, that that'll be kind of part of my class as well so oh you're um, part of your class yeah yeah so kind of kind of connecting it to Worcester um as much as I can so So let's talk a little bit more about that yeah a little bit more about that class you teach so um so we just were talking about my muggle side so my my other oh oh, apologies apologies that isn't that isn't Hannah teaching that that's Lady LaRouche yes exactly so that that was my that was my muggle side you just heard this is Lady LaRouche (laughs) and um we should have like different music start playing like. yeah oh, I could I could put like a background alright yeah just like I'll see what I can find yeah. for <laughs> some open source something, uh, something yeah. sexy yeah so um, so this Lady LaRouge is my showgirl um, persona, I guess. Hence why I feel like Hannah Montana. I live like these two lives. I have two Instagrams. It's like a little mind boggling sometimes. I actually um, didn't realize I wasn't friends with Anna. I was only friends with Lady Rouge. So like I was oh, flipping through. I don't know if I am friends with Lady I don't think you are. You're not. I feel like I'm like, no. 
I, I know you're not. It's okay. <laughs> I will be after this. Yeah, don't worry. It's okay. Wah, wah, wah. Anyway, keep going. <laughs> yeah, so um, it's kind of like leading this double life where I have my muggle side where I'm in the performing arts in Worcester and I'm like teaching dance lessons to new newlyweds and, you know, working at the theater and talking about the beautiful The Carol King musical, you know, <laughs> which is coming in September. Um, yeah, but that all started kind of... Um, with me wanting to perform. So I went to school for theater, like I was talking about, and my sophomore year, I did this show called Cabaret. Okay. Um, which is a Candor and Ebb musical um, that's based in a CD cabaret in Berlin. And to get into this show, I was a sophomore, and I had no confidence at the time because, you know, you're still young and your bodies are weird and, you know... My body's still weird. Yeah, we, we're My humans. Every, yes, it is. <laughs> John Mayer wrote that song about you. I, I knew, right before he yeah. kicked the bottle off. I was Anyway, keep going. So I was in the show and I was auditioning and I was like, all right, there are a lot of great dancers and, you know, performers here. If I'm going to get into this musical, I have to take my shirt off at the audition. I don't know. I, that's what my brain said. And so I was in the dance audition and there was like an eight count where you had to like improv. And I took my shirt off and I flung it at the director and my name was on the cast list the next day. Nice. So, so sick. Yeah. I mean, it is in line with what the musical is about. Exactly. So it, I, I, I needed to show that I would be comfortable on stage not wearing a whole lot of clothing. Uh. And I did. And I did that show. Um, you know, it was three months of really high kick lines and learning how to be really comfortable, you know, wearing just a bra and, you know, thigh highs and the garter belt. So, um, it was definitely a journey of self-love, which sure. was like the biggest, the show changed my life because it was like the biggest eye opener, like you're a beautiful person and you're showing all these people and they're so excited to see it. So I got like just a little taste. That like opening night was electric. We all talk about it, the people that were in the show. It was an electric feeling. And I kind of like got hooked on that feeling. Hooked on feeling. But no, it was like the adrenaline and the applause and just like, and I was like, I have to do this again. But I had to finish my college career, but yada, da, 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 we get to. Yada, 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 diploma. Yeah, yada, 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 got the diploma. Very cool. I'm working, you know, industry jobs. I was working at Lush at the time and I moved home and I was just kind of like in this funk. I wasn't making anything. I was really like I was honestly depressed I wasn't creating I wasn't I you know I felt stuck and um a friend of mine who was in the show cabaret with me she was the dance captain Katie she called me and she was like hey I need help with this project idea that I have and I was so thirsty for something that I was like absolutely sign me up and so together with a few other of our friends we created the Baphomets which is a burlesque troupe based in Salem Massachusetts where I went to school and it is neo burlesque which is like a newer kind of edgier gory horror movie very Salem metal hardcore hail Satan (laughs) yeah yeah so yeah lots and lots of blood packets Um, (laughs) we'll share some pictures of some of my bloodier acts if you would yes. if you would like that because um, there's been quite a lot of stage blood so um, yeah we kind of made our own company and really started producing our own shows we did like five or six the first year seven or eight the next um, so kind of on a roll um, but it's it's far away Salem's a hike um, 
And so, you know, I'm trying to bring it more to Worcester. I have had them come out a couple times. We did shows at Ralph's. Um, I done a couple shows at the Bull Mansion with Nikki Luberelli. Um, she's incredible. She's like a comedic genius with the voice of a rock and roll angel. She's great. Um, but she kind of puts on burlesque shows right now. She's the Worcester person to kind of organize those things. So I've done a couple with her, the Game of Thrones night at Bull Mansion. So that's a whole lot of fun. So I was like, I want to bring something to Worcester because this is my hometown. And this is what I'm really passionate about right now. And so I thought, okay, maybe I can teach a dance class. And then I talked to Hank over at the pop-up and I was like, okay, this would be a great space for this because I go to yoga there all the time. Oh, you do? You go to that yoga? Oh, I go to that yoga class. It kind of, the schedule got a little wonky for me with um, the Arthur Murray job because that's mostly nights. Um, but sure. yoga, yeah. Um, so I was like, oh, that'd be a great space for this. So I talked to him about it. He's like, yeah, but what if you did some history portions as well? Because Worcester is so rich in theater history. You know, we're right next to the Hanover Theater. The Olympia is opening up again like there's there's all these is it definite uh well i mean i saw an article it's it's in the talks of opening up again well i don't, well, I, money. I don't uh, know anyway we'll talk well but like mechanics hall exactly. has long-standing tradition but i'm yeah. with you yeah there was a you know the front street theater for a long time so there there were a lot of things here so i talked to him um and i was like could we do this at the pop-up which is you know a space that's built for creatives it's it's yeah. you know people like me who haven't ever done something like this before go in and, you know, I want to try and make a burlesque class. And it's a history class. Do you have, you know, the materials that I can use for that? Yes. Um, so he's been really supportive in kind of helping me shape the idea that I want to make and then being able to execute it on the day of. And they're really great about helping with promotion as well. Um, because we all know our friends, but I don't know everybody else's friends. Exactly. Um, so that's been really cool. They're that's wonderful the, to hear. Yeah, it's the part of the Worcester Cultural Council. I was say, yeah, yeah. Brand of the Worcester Coalition. Cult- yeah, yeah, Coalition. Yeah. yeah, so um, that's been really cool to kind of see it broadening um, and reaching people that I don't necessarily get to reach on my own. Um, so when is that class? So that class I'll be teaching at the pop-up, like I said, it's uh, I believe 40 Franklin Street, uh, right next to City Hall. It's going to be on July 27th. Um, right so up. it's a Saturday. Yeah, it's in a couple weeks. It's on a Saturday. It'll be from 1 p.m. to 4 p.m. And so what I'm doing for this class, I'm calling it Too Darn Hot. Um, because Fitting. you know it's it's going to be in the thick of, thick of July. That being said, there is AC in the Worcester pop up, so don't worry. Um, we'll we'll be the hot ones, but the air will be cool. Um, <laughs> Smooth <laughs> tagline, yes. Um, so it'll be from one to four. Starting at one, I'll be doing the history portion of this class. So I'm calling it hedonistic herstory because it's mostly females who perform in burlesque, um, and we'll be kind of deep diving into what is burlesque because a lot of people are like I don't know like maybe they think Dita Von Teese, who's like a very famous pretty much the first yeah exactly which like it, I know sh- it should be it, so it's, which it yeah. should be because she is the queen of burlesque right now um, she's probably the most popular burlesque performer but I, I'll dive, dive into you know way before her time when burlesque first came to America from England and kind of timeline it out to today where I'm, you know, in venues around my hometown shaking what my mama gave me. So, um, so it's, it's really interesting to kind of see the progression and I'm learning a lot in the process. So it's been really, um, 
inspiring for me as an artist to learn about my art form while trying to teach it. They say that the best way to learn something is to teach it to someone else. So I'm going to learn something in the process too, which is going to be really fun. That's fantastic. Yeah. 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 So I'll be doing the history portion from one to about two 30. We'll do like a little break. So you can come to the first portion and leave if you want, or you can come to just the second portion, which will start around two 30. That's going to be a burlesque one-on-one class. So it's going to be like, bump and grinds, the basic moves, and really just talking about body positivity and what it means to perform on stage. Because honestly, you don't need to have a bunch of killer moves. Like I'm a dance teacher, and of course I've been dancing for a long time, so that's naturally in my skill set. But not everybody does that. But anybody can do burlesque. It's about putting on a song and feeling it and maybe taking off a few articles of clothing along the way. Because it like- What my burlesque song would be. Well, I mean, there's more importantly, I want to know what your burlesque name would be. I actually wanted to ask you both what you think your right, stage so, name would well, be. Is that is that so? Because I'll talk quick. about my stage name after you pick yours. Okay, right, let's ruminate real quick. I just want to touch on um, so, as somebody that has studied graphic design, and I still to this day look for the people that have gotten this craft to where it is, and I rely on people like Paul Rand and you know Milton Glaser, these guys that were able to do these incredibly iconographic images. The iHeart NY that we've all seen, yeah. mm-hmm. Milton Glaser didn't really get paid very much for that, but it's so brilliantly simple that it's been replicated by a wonderful graphic design. Mm-hmm. You can't understand the craft you're working in until you understand how the hell it got there. So I respect the hell that you're going back through and learning the history and like, does you are you finding inspiration for pieces? Or oh, like- absolutely. Um, so it's funny that you just said Paul Rand because there was a burlesque artist named Sally Rand. Um, I don't know if there were there was any relation there, That's but awesome. but she did. Um, a number that I think Dita actually emulated where she came out of a shell and she had a big like beach ball, but it was supposed to be like a pearl. Okay. And she would bounce the pearl and like hide behind the pearl. And I was like, oh, that's cute. I could do like a siren number or so. So it's like always getting the gears turning. When I'm reading these books, I'm like, oh, that's really interesting. She did a snake dance. It was a charmer like scenario. And I'm like, I don't like snakes that much, but that would be, <laughs> you know, something Overcoming that you- another fear. Yeah, well, you know, Burlesque is about overcoming fear. When it seems I, that way. it's definitely it's scary, right? You people have that dream where you're like you're in in front of the class in your underwear. That's literally what I do. I used to, yeah, yeah, <laughs> I used to have dreams when I worked at Starbucks of being in my boxers, like in my bed, but in the middle of the cafe, like taking orders <laughs> from your bed. Coffee. Yeah, I'm not even kidding. Was it was tired. like, a, like this is that's dream crazy. Had, like four or five nights a week. Where I would, I could picture myself in my boxers. You're welcome. Um, <laughs> <laughs> making all these drinks and calling them out, and like, see. I mean, you see the same people every day. So I'm. It wasn't like, oh, it's a bunch of weird people I've never met before. It's people I actually can. I see the right. the, the, the people I'm gonna see tomorrow are the people in my dream that aren't even like commenting on the fact that I'm in my underwear. <laughs> yeah, it, yeah. It was how you're able to do all these things from bed. I'm yeah. impressed with that. So the idea of doing what you do, which is literally your job is to dance in your underwear, is terrifying it's, <laughs> for it, me. It's I can't do definitely it. scary, but think about the other side of it too. Is it how exhilarating is it when you do conquer a fear or when you do do something that you never thought you would do? If you talk to... 12, 13 year old Anna, she would tell you you're absolutely nuts. Like yeah, yeah. I would, it would be like literally neck to ankles recovered. I was, yeah. nobody was seeing anything. Like I didn't even want to look at myself. Yeah. You know, that was the poor self image that of course media and people instill in me. And like, that's 
what we have to deal with, unfortunately, is sure. young people in America is having all this input that can be kind of toxic. So overcoming, you know, and relearning habits from that, like, oh, I don't have to look like that. I can look like me and still feel really good about myself. Wow. What? Like, and this yeah. has been like a, a journey that I've kind of been on from the get go. So I, I definitely think burlesque was a catalyst for that. Cause it was like, okay, we have a show in a month and there's going to be an audience that paid yeah. money to see you take your clothes off. And yeah. That's scary, but it's also like, wow, they paid money to like, see me take my clothes off. They want to see what's under <laughs> wow. this wrapper. Say, Ooh. <laughs> so, so there it's, it's definitely a double-edged sword, but I, I like it more as a tool for, you know, fueling myself and I'm kind of like Tinkerbell I need applause to live so like if you're applauding me for just this banging body I got thank you thank you <laughs> <laughs> um, but I could totally see how that would be empowering like, it, it's totally empowering yeah yeah I'm, I'm reading this, I'm telling you, you know, the history of these burlesque dancers. And I'm, I'm reading right now about the era, what they call the golden age. It was like the 40s through the 50s of the women who were dancing burlesque. And they were the breadwinners of their household. You know, they were making 10 grand a week, taking it off. And that's and 1950s. In 1950s. 1950s, right. In a week? Right. And Ooh, that shit. Yeah, they were driving around now. in Cadillacs and wearing furs. They were rocking it, right? And, you know... Maybe not all of them continued such a lavish lifestyle, but they were making that money on their own. There's a, there was a great quote um, in one of the chapters I just read that was like, this gave women a way to travel and be self-sustaining without the help of a man, essentially. And think about the 1950s, that's totally the opposite of what oh, you know, For sure, yeah. society wanted them to do. So um, wow. definitely empowering, for sure. So that's Girl really power. interesting. No, that's, that's <laughs> yeah. so like I had an interesting conversation a while back with a woman that was a stripper and I straight up asked her, like, do you find it demoralizing? Do you find it the fact that you're on stage taking your clothes off? But she gave me perspective that I'd never even considered that she has all the power, that she has the people coming in to drop loads of money on yeah. her. If she doesn't want to be near you, she gets to walk away. If she does, if she wants your money and just want like, so hmm. instead of thinking like it's demoralizing, I mean, it, it, maybe not for everybody's situation. There may be some people in this situation without any other means or any other choices, yeah. but for this one individual and for others, the fact that she's up there doing her damn thing and just feeling that her best self is just, I can't argue that. That's like, awesome. For sure. What else, what else gives you that kind of power like, uh, to just be raw and in your own skin and like love me for who I am or don't, and I don't uh, fucking care. Basically. Yeah. It's like so love me or don't, but yeah. Cheers to me anyway, bitches. <laughs> I'm not only you're not. I got more courage. Yeah. Those are my jiggly bits. Yeah. Look at them yeah. jiggle. Check yeah. Well, that, that's, that's the whole thing. So what really started this whole wanting to do this class? So I started at the Hanover Theater. And of course, I was gassed. I'm a, I'm a musical theater geek. I performed at the Hanover when I was in high school. And I was like, guys, I'm here. Like, I probably, <laughs> I was such a nerd. I like put something lame on my Insta story that morning. Like, first day listening to him. <laughs> I think it was like Fiddler on the I was such a nerd. Anyway. Anyway, um, so I started and I started reading the history of the building and I had just found out that I have the same birthday as Mae West. 
who was a famous burlesque performer who then transferred to the movie screen. And she's like this vivacious, crass and brass babe from the 20s. And so I've always identified with her. I found out I have the same birthday as her. And so I was like, I wonder if she's ever performed here at the theater. So I, I like started digging into the theater itself. Um, and I talked to one of the volunteers who gives tours and he was like, no, no, Mae West did not perform here. I know I was so bummed because like if I performed on the same stage as her someday, someday, anyway. Um, so that's what I was trying to figure out. And he was like, no, but the reason is, is because Sylvester Poli, who was an Italian immigrant who owned the theater back then, he had a bunch of theaters around New England and he had one down near Yale and she performed at the one near Yale and the students from Yale were so raunchy. They were like throwing beer bottles and they were like whipping shirts around. They were, cause she was taking off her clothes and like just a little shimmy. She did like a, a I'm shimmying right now, but for the viewers at home <laughs> or the listeners rather, um, but just a little shoulder shimmy and that made Yale go wild. And so Sylvester Coley was like, no, her sin inducing wriggle is too much. She's not allowed it. Sin inducing wiggle. Mm-hmm. Sin inducing wiggle is too much. She's not allowed to perform at my theater. So she's never performed at the grand as it was back then, Sylvester's Poli. Sylvester Poli Palace. It's had so many names, but she didn't perform in that building. But probably on the circuit in New, New England for sure. Yeah. That's super- yeah. So that's what really started is I was trying to figure out if Mae West and I had performed on the same stage, um, and then it just kind of turned into this passion project that's going to turn into a class so everybody can learn a little bit about burlesque and how to shake it. That's so sick. Yeah. So it's gonna it's gonna be a lot of fun. It's you know a great form of creative expression. Like I said, I was feeling really stuck, and so when I was presented with the opportunity to try this art form out, I was like, a duh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, you know, it also helped me explore my body positivity and like how I, I feel about myself and how I present myself to others, both in this Lady LaRouge life as well as um, in my muggle life as Anna. So, yeah. All right. So we'll just get back to that question you asked us before. Yes. What would your stage names be, gentlemen? Before we get there, can I just ask you, oh. is there any advice? Is there any type oh. of like protocol for how you come up with a name is or is it literally just out of the blue so you can be inspired by anything that's going to make you feel powerful or fun or that's going to get you in a good mindset you're it's not just a name it's a character right so me and lady larouge are very alike (laughs) because i just i it's it all blends sure but um you know, you kind of have a character and they do certain things that maybe Travis wouldn't. Um, mine is also like a throwback to some things from earlier in my creative career. Um, so like my lady comes from Lady Marmalade because do you remember the music video for that number yeah. with Christina Aguilera and even Missy Elliott? legitimately the best music video it's that has ever been created. Incredible. Nothing has ever come close. It's still great. It's, I watch it. Mama Lad. Oh yeah. Honestly, if it wasn't for Naomi, me and Maya would be a thing. Uh, I guarantee uh, you. <laughs> that really changed my life. It was, she, I, that song fucking rips. It's still better than like every song. It's, absolutely. it's three times better than the movie was. I never even saw the movie. <laughs> okay, I, so the my sister made me watch it. It's shout okay. Out Maya. The movie's, it's shout a out lot, Shelby. it's a lot on the eyes. It's, 
a beautiful story though. And they just made it into a Broadway musical, going back to my Broadway nerdism. Oh, but um, Moulin Rouge, the musical, like, they tried it out in uh, the Colonial Theater in Boston. They decked out the theater for this. They had to like push the opening. And I got, got all of the power of social media. I like tried to get into the lottery because I couldn't afford a ticket at the time. And some girl I knew from high school won one and she was sick and she was like, Venmo me, bitch, go pick it up. And I got to go see it. I was That's by myself so in the sick. theater and it was so overwhelming because it was like a, it, just an explosion. It, it, was, it was burlesque. It was a variety show. It was a glitter and fishnets and, and it was so overwhelming. I'm like the best person in an audience because I react to everything. <laughs> so I'm like crying and I was like, oh my God, they're singing Lady Gaga and they're on the floor. It was incredible. So that's, that just opened up Broadway and Hell everybody yeah. should go see that. If, if you can't, if you can't do that, then you can come see me in a burlesque show and it'll be a, a just as glittery version, just maybe less Lights. <laughs> less, <yeah. laughs> less, less of a budget. Yes, less of a budget. Uh, more passionate. Absolutely. I know. They're really passionate. I follow even like the... the um, they're all true. Yeah, the ensemble that's in the show and they're just... Oh, incredible. Moulin Rouge, the musical. Right, Amazing. So anyway, so yeah, oh, so that's it. That's it. So Lady Marmalade. Lady. Um, and then La Rouge comes from my hair because I have red hair. Um, also red, hot, heat red is also the color that my skin turns when I get sunburnt or anything. Um, so look, you feel any emotion? Well, no, but yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, so like rouge just made sense. So heat and fire and yeah, like you said, passion, um, Right, it's very carnal, it's lusty, you know? It's a sexy so, color. Yeah, it's a sexy color, la rouge. Um, so yeah, I, I chose that. And Lady also was a throwback to like Lady Macbeth slash my rap name, Lady Mac Swag from college. <laughs> my rap name? My rap name, yeah. Russell Lady Mac Swag. So it's kind of like a culmination of all that. I like that. So that's how I came up with mine. If I'm using yours as inspiration, yes. I'm going to be Chicago Rollins. Because so follow me here. I like it. The musical Chicago is really one of the first things that turned me on to even this whole Another Candor and Ebb, yes. Yeah. This whole understanding of this world and like Oh my God, the production level of both the movie, I need to see actual Broadway production if it ever comes back, but uh, the music's fucking fire. Like some of those songs are so good and like, they're just, they're real intense. Like he ran into my knife, he ran into my knife nine times. That's probably way more than that, isn't it? 10. 10 times. Yeah. <laughs> Plus. But it's Molly O'Connor's like ten. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's just so clever and it was, it's a really good story. And then, uh, Rollins would be inspired by uh, Henry Rollins, who I think is a physical beast of hey, okay. uh, of just strength and masculinity, but he also has a good head on his shoulders and he's a feminist, so. I love that, emulating, you know, powerful men. Yeah, powerful, but not... Uh, yeah, <laughs> what's the word? Uh, fuck, whatever, Ma misogynistic. <laughs> oh yeah, we don't like misogynists. No. No. no, I think people are people and we should all be in love and embraced. Exactly, exactly. That's what I got, what do you got? Uh, Maya is the only thing on my mind right now. <laughs> <laughs> she, I mean, guys, if you haven't seen the Lady Marmalade music video that came out around the same time as Moulin Rouge, you need to go on YouTube right now. It's, Pause. <laughs> Christina Aguilera's voice and Maya. Those rides. Pink. Pink. Missy Elliott. Mr. Oh, Missy Elliott. Hello. Welcome. Welcome. Yeah. That shit too. Dude, it's the best video. Bob. It's like that to me. Like whenever. 
but that started, that's what started it all. I was like, wow, the can-can and fishnets and that hair and the glitter. I was like, I was hooked. It's wild. Also, if you listen to the lyrics of the song, it's kind of my, my Lady LaRouge's mantra. <laughs> okay. Hell yeah. I was like the little Kim part. I was like, watch me and mine. When and I, I can spend yours. yours. That's Lady, like, oh, that's Lady shit. mantra. Like 10-year-old me was like, yo, mine, what's up? Also like, damn, that's sick. That means you're going to have to be my sugar daddy. <laughs> Okay. Okay. Damn. Like <laughs> Dive bar, we need more cash. <laughs> yeah, yeah, seriously. You guys better not bring cupcakes in. Um, all right. My name would... So, at my last job, I already... I, I kind of created a character called Tito Pecan. Tito Pecan? Pecan. Pecan. Ooh, Pecan. Okay. So, I feel like it would have to be that. I like Tito Pecan. Pecan. I don't really know, like, Sounds what... a little nutty. Yeah, it kind of was. He was. It just kind of happened, like, as an... I was in a really bad mood, and uh, this dude who was a drum tech for, a, like, this touring festival kept driving me crazy about this, like, some weird part or whatever he needed, and his name was, like, Tito something, and I was... So, I didn't even know what was going on, but I was out in the shop, and I got an email on my phone with whatever, and I popped on Instagram, on Snapchat to, like, mess with all the kids like I always do, and I was like, oh yeah, it's boy Tito Pecan. I just picked a random fucking thing, Pecan Pop. And I was like, yeah, we out here fucking uh, like going crazy. Uh, for no, I have no idea what this person sounds like. I've never met this Tito man. I was just like, through an email, he drove me absolutely insane. By the time I walked back from the shop to my desk, this kid, Charlie Tilton, shout out Charlie Tilton, uh, had created a Tito P Kid Twitter account. It was tweeting out the things that I said, which was how I was like, holy fucking shit, that was awesome. And it like just became a thing where- Is this shit still alive? Yeah, Tito P Kid should still be on Twitter. I, I don't, unless he took it down, but it should still be there. I like that. So like, no lie, like you'll see kids, like all my birthday and stuff, kids who are friends with me on Facebook through like following uh, SJC, yeah. they'll write like happy birthday Tito. <laughs> like they'll legitimately call me Tito. And I'm like, what up? Like I, I like listen for that name. So like, I've been at the I house of blues and high kids like, oh Tito. <laughs> I'm in it for the giggles. Anyone up for some rice and tomato paste, glass <laughs> bottle Coke Bay. Oh yeah, that's not close. Yeah, that's not. Okay. Eat what makes you happy. Bacon, lettuce, Tito. Yeah, this, this is some funny shit. Yeah, it was, was kind of wild. Tito. Yeah, a minute for the giggles. Tito in money. Chicago. All right, boys. That's how it's done. Oh. Bang bang is a banger. Ooh. <laughs> that's so. <okay. laughs> It was profound state. It was wild. So I feel like Tito Pecan right. has a I so as Lady LaRouge, you are yeah. continuing to dominate the Central Massachusetts. <laughs> I would maybe not dominate, but I'm part of the Central Massachusetts dancing scene, and I'm trying to get more more cool things like this out. I don't think a lot of people have been to a burlesque show. I've never been. Can, I, can either of you say no? Like not too I'll, some people can be like, yeah, I've been to a strip joint, but stripping is a con- completely different beast. Yeah, yeah. Um, like totally cool, but. It's a it's a different animal in and of itself. Burlesque has a lot more comedy, a lot more storyline, a lot more glitter. Um, the costumes and the story are really the central point of the dances, and so I want to kind of bring the focus to the art form of it because it really is an art form. It's passion, you know. It doesn't it doesn't pay a lot. I, you know, you're talking about your your friend who made buku bucks showing her things, and like that's amazing. I don't make the buku bucks. Yeah. I make a lot of pasties and um, <laughs> I make some dollars sometimes. And that's always great, but I'm not in it for the money. Sure. I'm, I'm in it because it's a passion project for me. And it's Is something it I really love to do. Is it a little bit more family friendly than a strip club? 
Not by much. <laughs> Not by much. You definitely have to be at least 18 to go to a burlesque show. Most places it will be a bar. Um, most of the shows that I've done have been in bar settings. Like I said, Ralph's, um, the Bull Mansion. Those are, you know, 21 plus events for the for the most part. Because, like, you want your audience to drink. They're more rowdy when they drink. They drink, they hoot, they holler, you dance better. Um, it's just kind of the nature of the beast. Can okay. you do, back in the day... It was a family-friendly endeavor, and I'll talk about that in class and how it grew to be the raunchy sort of uh, alternative entertainment of today. But, you know, you're not going to see anything you haven't seen on Game of Thrones, so... There it is. You know? Like yeah. Flaccid penises. Just a whole bunch of I mean, flaccid, flaccid penises. That's the Tito Pekins. <laughs> My God. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say your backup should be Dick Chuck, but not after I, that. I, know, I was going to go with Dick Chuck, and I was like, yeah, ah, you man, can, let's you, go No, it has to be a different persona. Exactly. Except for when you accidentally post on the wrong Instagram. I've done that before, and I've oh, been I'm, like, haha, JK, go follow the other one. <laughs> I've done that, like through SJC stuff I posted like SJC stuff on my own yeah. and like I thought it was like the sixth post ever and then my boss texted me he's like likes? why are you posting on your personal and I'm like the fuck damn it really so I gotta go through and delete it so. and then redo it yeah I mean it's not as like risque as like I'm sure Lady Rouge's posts are a little bit different, but yeah, yeah, for sure. I wouldn't, I wouldn't consider mine. Um, I would I give give a NSFW warning for my Instagram. If you're listening to this at work, absolutely, please go follow me. But maybe wait until you get to your car. Smart. Unless you have a cubicle, in which case you do, or an office, or a block. Or if you're the boss, just follow her now. Fuck just, it. Yeah, or yeah. Just don't care. Or yeah. if you, none of you should care, just hit the follow, and you can look through it. It's later. art, damn it. It is art. It's artful. Well, you know, you think about, um, you know, like Renaissance masterpieces. A lot of the subjects were naked women. Yeah. Yeah. It's just that. It's true. And we don't get fully naked. That's sort of the that's sort of the be, the the line between stripping and burlesque. Is with burlesque, you don't get fully naked. Yeah. It's kind of the the hard. So you don't get fully nude. You don't get fully nude for the most part. Um, Definitely pasties in Massachusetts. It's illegal to show your nipples on stage. Um, it's just a law. Um, and so you have to have pasties on in a burlesque setting, um, which is fun because it adds to the outfit. It's an accessory. I will have a full uh, pasty museum of all of my personal pasties at the class because it. Um, I have a museum of them. and. It's emulating what the Burlesque Hall of Fame looks like. They have a wall of pasties. So I want people to Wait, kind there's of- there's a Burlesque Hall of Fame. Yeah, it's in Las Vegas. My mom went in November and she uh, she she held up my sticker and like took a picture in there. And That's so cool. Yeah, it was really cool. So there's like a wall of pasties and it really went through like the history of Burlesque, but it's all the way in Las Vegas. So. Yeah. But it was, it was really a, cool. It's a fitting place. Oh, absolutely. There's anywhere Showgirls and glitz and glamour for sure. So she said it was really interesting and the people who work there knew what was up. They also host so the cool. big burlesque competition every year. It's the Burlesque Hall of Fame. Oh, there's a competition. H-O-F. Oh, yeah. Burlesque is... It's slowly gaining more and more notoriety as a art form. And so... It's think about like the Tony Awards for semi stripping. I don't know. It's kind of uh, I haven't ever been to it, but there's like best small group, most innovative, bumping oh, grinders. Oh, oh, oh. More like the Emmys, and not like yeah, people like burlesque dancing off, and then like a dance. No, it's not a dance off, but there are oh, okay. performances, and it's a scored system. Um, Frankie Fictitious won best or Miss Exotic World this year, like and that's like that's like, right, Frankie Fictitious. Um, 
Yes, we love a fricative. Wonder. All right, that's it. I have a new life goal. Tito pecan. Best. Like, Ooh, I need a you guys could be a small group. Best sinful wiggle. Ooh, yes, mm. I love it. It's seltzer time. That was that was good. Right. That was good. I got I got I got goosebumps. Say, I got goose pimples. Mm. <laughs> Are we in England? Or something? Uh, <laughs> I love that. Boiled kiss. <laughs> Well, yeah. Uh, um, that, right. You're still, you're still there. Some of this. I was, oh, this is red. I just noticed the Beth sticker. Oh, yes. Yes, um, I have a couple couple stickers. Is there anything else that we should know about you or your troops or your, before I move to? Um, no, you should just, we'll do the handles and stuff at the end. Yeah. yeah. Um, too darn hot. Oh, oh! I wanted to give a shout out to the Worcester Historical Museum, actually, because shout out Bill Wallace. Yeah, um, I got to use their library. They were really accommodating. They brought out so many things for me to look at. I had my hands on programs from theaters in Worcester over a hundred years old. It was so really? cool. Really? Yeah. Um, so there'll sad. be pictures in my presentation of all those things. Um, uh, it was like amazing how much stuff happened here um, and how like just old cool relics you know we had a big um, corset factory in Worcester and so Ivy. yeah so really? yeah it's yeah. right across from the Ivy Corset building is right across from where New Traditions is yeah. Ivy Corset building is where Schrader's offices yeah oh okay, that's cool. where that really Oh, oh shit! Yeah. So yeah, so there's that's my this, understanding. Yeah, so that's that's pretty cool. Um, you actually just brought up a great point. Something that we can announce here, right here, right now in October. We are now. Oh, uh, I was up. like, wait, what are we doing? Yeah, we're pairing up with the Woot Nanny guys, and we're going to be part of the Woot Nanny Festival. We're going to do a live podcast. It'll be sick. But this time, thanks to Anna's great idea, <laughs> we are going to do a drunk history of Worcester. My drunk history, Worcester. So for those who are unfamiliar with what that is, Anna, how does that work? So I think it was like a YouTube channel or something. It's a Comedy Central show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think it so, started as a YouTube thing. Oh, and then it, it they transferred. But basically, uh, I think he was like a history professor or something. Okay. He would sit down with a bottle of Jack Daniels or whatever, and he would just start drinking and start telling the history of enter, you know. Right. Paul Revere, the ride of Paul Revere, or, you know, whatever it could possibly be. Um, and he would just start telling the story. But of course, he's getting progressively more and more drunk as he goes. So the story kind of gets all wibbly wobbly, timey wobbly and yeah. weird. Um, and the, oh. and so it would be, it, it would just be that, but a history of Worcester. Yeah. 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 Um, there, <laughs> I don't know if this is like an actual history thing. It's not. Well, it kind of is, but it's not. Uh, so, Fallout Boy, when they first got back together, like a couple years ago, they had Brendan Yuri from Panic at the Disco do a drunk history of Fallout Boy, and it is one of the funniest things I've ever. Because he is legitimately wasted. He oh, yeah. throws up. He's like <laughs> fucking Fucked wrecked. Up. Yeah. But uh, his like drunk history of Fallout Boy is one of the. I watch it like four times a year. I'll remember like I gotta watch this. It's so good. I don't really like Follow Boy that right, much, but, but it's that. It's, uh, I was having some interesting conversations about Follow Boy over the weekend, actually. Really? Well, so there was this band, Arma Angelus, which I used to jam out to. And Arma Angelus is actually Pete Wentz from Follow Boy singing, and I'll use air quotes, oh. singing, with Tim Micklewraith from Rise Against playing guitar. And it was fucking heavy. They're from Chicago. They're all huh. palling around. Um, and then the kid I was talking to was like, well, I read this thing how 
when Fall Out Boy was first planned, they literally planned it out to be how do we how do we make as much money with this band as possible? Like we're all tired of making this hardcore music and making no money. And like so out of the get go, they plan to be just like this punk pop explosion. And so you really can't say they sold out because it's been the plan the entire the time. time. And oh. they made loads of money. Yeah. To the point where you don't really hear much from any of them other than uh, Patrick, and that's just because he's a true creator and needs to make music. Right. And his later stuff is the stuff that he really wants to make. And uh, personally, it's just too weird and too just not my thing. Dude, those middle two records. Mm-hmm. Take this to your grave and from under the court tree. Take this to your grave is my I can cover to cover. Sing every lyric. Yeah. yeah. We all have one of those. It's one of the best records. It's just one. It's a jam. Yeah. I saw them two years in a row at Warped Tour, and the first it was 04 and 05, and the 04 they were the first band that played, and I'd never seen a band play with that much energy. It was like 11 o'clock in the morning, and like I had no idea who they were. I was like, "What is this? Like yeah. this is amazing!" And then the following year, they were like the biggest band in the world on like that legendary 05 tour where it was like that and My Cam and all these bands were on TRL. Um, yeah, it was just like one. it was out of control. I saw that. I've never seen a bunch. Of Saw Matt Bamboozle down in Jersey. That uh, was banana oh, cool. land. Yeah. The first show though, when they got back together, they played Skate Fest. Been down in New Jersey and I was at that. This is now our Fall Out Boy fan fest. So. Yeah. <laughs> there's yeah, right. going to be a, funny enough that you brought up Brendan Urie of Panic at the Disco. So there's going to be a burlesque show called uh, Fallout at the Disco and it's a Fall Out Boy uh, Panic at the Disco. <laughs> yeah, uh, Panic at the Disco burlesque show that's being produced by a couple of um, Boston-based performers who I perform with at Bull Mansion. So oh. um, they're they're going to be doing that, I think, at the Midway Cafe. <laughs> that's pretty awesome. Yeah, so yeah, I guess I got to figure out a Fall Out Boy song. <laughs> I've, okay. I've honestly been... Anyway, yeah, so, we'll uh, figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> so in October we're gonna do drunk history. Yes, we'll my drunk history. I'll probably tell you true. more about it as we go. I will probably be the stone moderator. Everybody will probably be drunk before they get up there. But can I, yeah, we're Fernet, we need that. Yeah, why not? I don't care. Oh yes, Fernet. Fernet. Maybe it'll, maybe it'll just be intoxicated history. You do that. In- what, what's the difference? Well, because then you can open it up. Oh, oh, well, I, I, so yeah. it's not just uh, drunk. I, no, oh, well, if you want to be both drunk and high. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. Respect. Well, cross faded history. <laughs> no, cross faded. Well, cross faded history. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> More on that as we progress. Yeah. You Keep your Anna's. eyes and ears out for yeah. some history. But if you want to get an awesome history lesson on burlesque and its history connections to Worcester, definitely come to my class on the 27th from Is 1 to 4. Is still open? Even people still sign up? Oh, it's not, a, it's not a sign up thing. It's just a come as come free will. It's free. It, most things that pop up are free because it's a artist innovation space. Um, I just got the space because I applied online at worcesterpopup.org. Um, so really anybody can host something there. You just gotta like have a plan and execute it. And yeah. so... I've been doing that thing. <laughs> yeah, so it's on the 27th from 1 to 4 at the Worcester Pop-Up on Franklin, right next to City Hall. You can see Spider Tag's neon mural. Too, in the alleyway. In, the, in Allen Court. And I still haven't seen that. I haven't seen it lit up in person yet. Yeah. Trey sent me a video of, yeah, of the lighting crazy. up thing, but that's The funny. night they lit it up, I was at Lonely Island, and when I got home, my entire Instagram The food, yeah. Was, that's all it was. And then I've literally been busy every single night since then. Well, I, yeah, like they only do it for like a, at it's, dusk, it's, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. So maybe tonight. Yeah. Maybe tonight. Half hour after dusk, and then it goes to 11. Nice. Oh, oh, I didn't. Oh, I thought it was just for like a half hour. That's no, no, cool. No, oh, it's all night. Just till 11 p.m. For a while. That's cool, That's though. Cool. All right. Good to know. Um, Laura Murata had I was an just awesome about to. shot. 
Mike took her pictures and they came out fire. Mike yeah. Hendrickson, photography. Mike. Yeah. yeah. Unity Mike shot. I don't know if I saw those. Laura, I just saw it this morning. She's wearing a uh, um, Shop Sweet Jane's like glitter disco dress. She looked like a disco ball in front of the neon. I like wanted right. to tag her, but I didn't want to like cross with the stuff we're going to be doing today. So yeah. My gi- my ginger friend, yeah. Oh yeah. And I was like, like with the light streaks. Oh, it, just, it looks really? so cool. It's, it's really exciting. It's an energetic shot. So yeah. I shot Mike. Yeah. Joe, um, yesterday, I imagine, or Saturday. I saw him Saturday. Yeah. yeah. But Joe uh, did a. Um, I don't know if you saw his at all when he like moved the yeah oh, Joe Jacobs Joe Jacobs yeah yeah oh yeah there's multiple Joes Sorry. in my mind I feel like everybody knows what I'm talking about but I guess I should just but yeah Joe Jacobs um, shout out Joe did see you Thursday Joe the sickest things ever yeah we'll see Joe on Thursday oh shit yeah we're going to the groundbreaking thing we got invited to the groundbreaking for Polar Park. Oh my god! Joe was like, guys. yeah, Joe's like, hey, you're okay. going to that, right? And I was like, I, yeah, maybe. And he's like, oh, like, Doctor Charles was like, yeah, we need the Seltzer boy there to do his Seltzer stands. So I text Travis, I was like, we have to do this. Yeah, you gotta wear your. Uh Jersey. jersey. Oh, yeah. I forgot the jersey. Yeah. I hope I can get a new piece of merch that may or may not be available that day, but I don't know. Ooh. Ooh. I don't know. Stay I truly tuned. Don't. Watch Doctor Travis's Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Stay on lock. All right, is it time? It's time. Take us away, Solon. When you hit him with those stones, ow! Gotta slap him with those pokes. Oh, yeah! Stokes and pokes. Yeah, it's awesome. There's been three versions of the songs because he did the one at the ship room first, then he sent us the first recording, but the one that people are hearing, the one I used, is the one from his interview. Oh, cool. All right. Because he all did right. it sitting there at Coney Island and he just fucking went, went for it. Yeah. So funny. It's awesome. <laughs> yeah. I love you so much. All right. You want to start us, Ricky? Yeah. Are we, we're recording, right? Yeah, I just recorded all that. Oh, cool. Um, Normally, I, I pause there and let our guests take a breath and break, but now we're living and loving it. Dive it in. I'm a showgirl. There, there's no such thing. Exactly. Same now. The show must go on. <laughs> all right. So my like poke um, <laughs> is, I don't know if it's, I think it's more of a poke on us, I guess. It's time for us to reach a broader audience. We are like... Yeah, I feel like we're, we're we're plateauing on our listeners, so we need to do something better. Yeah, so we want to know what you guys want to hear. Um, what resonates? We're getting a lot of people doing seltzer times and stuff. Like our engagement is fucking awesome, but when it comes to the podcast, we need to like readjust and like figure out what you guys want to hear. So, any ideas? Shoot them over. Yeah, seltzer time at gmail dot official at gmail dot official at gmail DM them, the DMs, yeah. tweet them, yeah. comment them, quail them, just send quail them, them. Yeah, pigeon, like a delivery Ooh, pigeon. Sounds good. If you have any, if you have my number or Travis's number, text it. Yeah, you're I guess welcome. That, yeah, <laughs> you, you're yeah. a lucky few. <laughs> exactly. So yeah, good poke. Yeah. Um, my stoke. I okay. The record that changed my fucking life. Like the music video that changed my life? Lady Mama. The record that changed my life? Animal of the State by Blink-182. Like, of course. Every fucking person in the world has that record. It's the greatest. Uh, so I'm going on Wednesday to see them play it in its entirety. I have not seen them since Tom left the band. So I know it's going to be, it's not going to be exactly the same, but it's cool. I love Matt Skiba. I like Skiba better than I like Tom. There's less 
Oh. I just like, I don't know. I I know, you're a traditionalist. I respect Yeah, it. but at the same time, like I'm I, I'm very, very excited for him to, like, to see him in the band. But I'm more excited to hear. I'm like, that fucking record is incredible. Um, the first time I ever saw Blink was after they got back together when they first broke up. And the first song they played was the first song off Anima. And my body just went nuts. It was crazy. And we have... Stupid good tickets. Do you? Yes. Yeah. I would pay crazy money just to see Travis Barker play the drums. And like, I follow him on Instagram and just- He's wild. His story is always just him beating the piss out of his- I've seen out. him play with every, like, Blink, Transplants a bunch, plus 44. I've met Travis, nicest guy ever. I have, like, the wild, he- Thanks, legitimately, man, you're not so bad. Oh, oh, sorry. <laughs> he gave us tickets to a show, like, personally gave me my friend tickets to a show. Uh, when they were doing plus 44, it was like a weird- No shit. Yeah, we can get into that at a different time, but it was like- Yeah, we will. I have a, Blink's my, like- Number Blink one? Blink is my Beatles. Like that band completely changed my life. Um, so it's really, I'm very, very, very excited for, for Wednesday. And then, yeah, Lil Wayne's playing. So it's Blink-182 and Lil Wayne? And Lil Wayne? Yeah, what so a lineup. It's Neck Deep, which is like this like- Fuck yeah, yeah Neck Deep. Neck Deep rules. So it's Neck Deep. Lil Wayne and Blink, and I'm like, what a fucking package. Yeah. Like, that's sick. Everybody, like, I mean, and like, Lil Wayne has never been my favorite rapper ever. But whatever, fine. But it's Lil Wayne. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's gonna be a party. It's so gonna like, be a party. It's gonna be sick as fuck. That's actually the last time I saw Blink 182, it was a show like that. And it was them, like, Fallout Boy and Paul Wall. It was like a, a Honda Civic tour or some yeah. shit. Yeah. Sounds good. And so, like, right. but yeah. In that setting, it was awesome. Really? Like, I don't, I won't listen to ever another Paul Wall, but I was fucking throw the arms <laughs> up. That was just a live music party time. Do you think Paul Wall? Yeah, so yeah. that's awesome. It's I'm Wednesday. Super, Wednesday? Wednesday yeah. night. So, so Naomi's excited because she loves Lil Wayne. Really? Perfect. Yeah, so it works out great. Like, she likes Blink. Right. But, but like, loves Lil Wayne. So, incredible. I get to watch her like bop around rapping and stuff her shows is my favorite thing on the planet because it's fucking adorable but she's just she's like so she's so yeah she's just like this like cute little thing like in the idea of her rapping every Lil Wayne song is gonna be great it's gonna be awesome man that's awesome I will probably just cry the entire shout time shout out Naomi for being hood as shit she is she's Absolutely. way hood way more hood than me I'm like hood ice cream Naomi's like <laughs> That was incredible. That was incredible. Love those little wooden spoons. That's it. That's done. We got a little wooden ore. All right. Uh, If you're going to Blink, I'll see you guys there. Yeah, go find find Ricky. What do you got for us, Anna? Okay, so I guess I'll poke first. So I have just the tiniest Pillsbury dope white poke Woo-hoo. at you, Travis. At me? Yeah. It's funny that you chose Pillsbury Doughboy, though. <laughs> that was my Halloween costume my senior year of high school. My mom made me a giant Pillsbury Doughboy costume. That's really odd that you chose those. Incredible. What did I do? So it wasn't a big please. thing. Please. No, please hold me accountable. Yes, I'm going to hold you accountable. So um, on a previous episode of Get to Know Ricky, you asked some questions that I put into your thing did I not for give Ricky. You a shout out? No, you did. You did. Oh. You gave me two. No, you guys were like on top of loving on Anna for a couple episodes. Thank you so much. I love you guys. No, no, no. But what I happened know. was you asked him the question that I asked, which is, "What's the song that your dad sang at a Frank Turner concert?" 
And you said that that question got brought up on the first episode of Seltzer Time, but it did not. It got brought up on, hey, now she's an all-star with my best friend, Erin Hockey. Shit, so you confused right. our poor Ricky and set him up for failure. To be fair, I probably still couldn't remember. You definitely, you definitely wouldn't remember, I still believe, which we should go get tattoos of Frank Turner things because I do want to do that. And you mentioned that you want to do that. Very much on board. I get a Frank yeah. Turner tattoo. Amazing. We could go to the tattoo um, shop that we took the, the picture. Remember the, um, oh, yeah, the Frank yeah, Turner Cambridge. mural in Cambridge? Yeah, that's a tattoo shop. Ah. I don't know if the mural's still there. I assume so. But, probably. That'd be yeah. sick. Somebody did a Frank Turner mural um, That's awesome. when he was coming to town. Yeah, it's really fucking cool. All right. Oops, so sorry. I, that was really just an excuse to talk about him because it was like a, a a poke, but it's actually a stoke because Frank Turner's coming out with a new album called mm. No Man's Land, and it's all about the like historically uh, relevant women, which is really fucking cool. So like, go Frank Turner. Um, so that was like a disguise one. No, that I, was good. Yeah. Let me let me. I, I will admit, I thought I was kind of I was kind of shitting pickles through that whole thing, but like, oh, oh. my god, what have I said? <laughs> no, I, no, no, no. Truthfully, it, I am. I'm, so fearful that I'm going to say something stupid or say something just, just thoughtless. No, if it was and actually I an issue, you. I would like tell you about it. Not oh, I would want to do it on air because that's no. way more funny. Yeah, no, uh, that, that was just my little favorite Clay Turner line is that uh, rock stars are just, are, there's no such thing as rock stars. There's just people, people who, who make music. music. Some, some of them are just like us and some, some of them, them are dicks. Yeah, yes. great line. It's a great line. Best. I tried to say that in a previous episode and I fucked it all up, so I got it's it okay. right. It's okay. Yeah, I got it right. Oh, that's a nice breeze. That's an awesome, yeah, it's a nice breeze, but that's also an awesome line because it's so true. Yeah, go try um, it at home. That whole album is fantastic. Uh, I'll listen to Frank Turner, guys. That was just my excuse to talk about him. My actual poke is not exactly Worcester-based, but it's still bullshit. Um, that's okay. So it's the... The group Super Happy Fun America, which is the group behind the, the Street Pride Parade in Boston. That's their name? Yeah. yeah. Fuck those Yeah. So, like, I don't even want to say that I get it, but fine. Have your event, but make it for you guys. Don't try and bring it through and make it something that's so disrespectful to a group that's been marginalized for so long and still isn't getting the you know, equal rights as, you know, every other person. We're lucky we live in Massachusetts, um, particularly here in Worcester. Worcester has a um, <laughs> human resource campaign score of 100. Like, we don't care who you love as long as you're a decent person. I love that about this city. That's, um, that's I didn't know we were that high. That's yeah, awesome. 100, guys. 100. Awesome. Nice job, Worcester. Yeah, Keep nice job, Worcester. Uh, um, we love love, and it doesn't matter. Yeah, it doesn't fucking matter. It doesn't matter. fucking matter. Exactly. So, I, it's just, I, I, I just think that it's super disrespectful to do it, you know, as a it's response. incendiary. Yeah, it's just, yeah, it's it's, it's done with intent. They know what they're it's, doing. It's it's malicious, and it's just you know why, why? Um, and so yeah, I just thought that was really disrespectful, especially right after the 50th anniversary of Stonewall, and um, you know we just had like World Pride in June, so that's shitty that they're doing that in August. But but shout here. out to dudes like Brendan Vaughn, yeah, Brendan Egg that's gonna go. He's gonna go to that parade. He wants to march in that parade. He's gonna be super loud. He doesn't give a shit. Like oh. he I don't give a shit about parades. Not because I don't want to support them. I just right. don't fucking care about parades. Yeah. Right. But he's gonna go. I oh, mean, yeah. that's what's gonna happen. I hope that. I think it's gonna be a turnout of just love and support. As that's opposed, what I'm saying. Yeah. Drown out the hate. Exactly. With, drown out the hate with love. Um. So yeah, just, just 
why? That the good thing is, is that here in Worcester, our pride is always in September, which I personally don't know why that is, but pride- I was gonna ask, I saw something like that. Yeah. Why is it so Worc- far away? Worcester pride's in September for whatever reason. Um, I'm cool with it. Cause now they're gonna have that stupid parade on August 31st in Boston. And then here in Worcester, we're gonna be like, it's pride bitches, let's yeah. go. Yeah. I think it's like the first or second week in September. Okay. Yeah. And then okay. I'm going to see Lizzo. Oh, I'm so excited. <laughs> Lizzo, That's body positive funny. queen. Oh, you should have seen me trying to get tickets. I think I texted you. I was like, can I use your card? There was Lizzo at the wedding, right? Didn't we have Lizzo? Oh, yeah. We heard a couple of Lizzo songs. Thank you, John, for playing Lizzo. Oh, Appreciate yeah. Just real quick, though. Uh, there was also a Peaches. I didn't need any oh, Peaches. It was, I was one like, of the last songs. This is the best. There's also a great picture. Um, somebody posted of Sarah and Jake dancing to Fuck the Pain Away. <laughs> so, Fuck the Pain Away? I don't know. It's just like, that's not Fuck the Pain Away. I don't know. I don't think I know that you song. You know that song? Okay. I don't know the song either. Oh, well, it's, it sounds like a jam. It's a jam, and it's those are the, that's the main lyric in the song. Hell so yeah. I just thought that was particularly funny. So All right. a picture of that. Hey, oh. So, okay. yeah, that was my poke. Just like, get out of here. The super happy, fun America. Go have fun, but have it on your own accord. Like, yeah, I don't, seriously. Fuck off. Blame. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we're going to have a nice pride here in Worcester. Um, Stokes. So. I'm really stoked on Anna's a couple. Her notes. Yes, I am. I'm, I'm really stoked on a couple of things. So, first thing is that we've kind of touched on is that Powell Worcester is coming back to town this year. Super cool. We love when the artists come in and transform our city into a canvas. Yeah, August <laughs> so, 16th through the 23rd. Exactly, August 16th through the 23rd. Now, keep in mind, my friends, that I, as a showgirl, love to be the center of attention. But that's because I'm a Leo. Powwow's on my birthday this year, and I am so stoked! Is it? <laughs> yeah! Birthday? My birthday is August 17th, so I'll be oh, right, like, in the heart of it. right in the heart of it. Um, Wasn't there an air spray on your birthday? Yeah, last so last, year? Okay, last, well, last year, it I, was. I would argue that air spray is probably a better celebration. It, well, it was it was air spray slash powwow. It was the neon oh, was the glow neon. party, and I was on my birthday oh, last year. Shit. So we all rolled in in neon and got crunk and danced, and like it was so much fun. So the, I, my, it fell right my birthday was right before powwow last year and then of course we partied and had a good time in september it was on but, last year. yeah yeah it was a little it was a couple weeks later but this year my birthday mm-hmm. falls right in the thick of it and that's going to be so much fun yes, that's gonna um, be a party. it is going to be a party and i the second part of my stoke is that yeah it is going to be a party i'm also stoked on this space that i can see right out the window that just opened the beer garden the worcester beer garden pavilion so this just opened last week and i went to a burlesque show there already already they opened their opening weekend with a burlesque show by the boston beauties which is a cambridge-based burlesque troupe they were great (laughs) it was awesome and this it even you know their MC was saying it's sweet digs like this is such a cool space and it really was a very cool space. The lighting, they have the full bar in the pavilion as well. Um, awesome. So that was super cool. I'm really stoked on that space um, as another performance venue in Worcester because there's so many, but it's always nice to have options, yeah, especially yeah. when you do things that are maybe a little bit risque. So to know that they're real cool with burlesque is amazing. Yeah, the show. Yeah, it was pretty full audience for sure. Yeah, so they started with like a magic trick. I got to go up and like do the magic trick with the guy. And then there were 
Um, three solo acts, a group number. They did like another magic thing, a few more solo acts. It was, it was really, really cool. That's awesome. And so here's the party. Back in the Beer Garden Pavilion on August 17th, the Boston Beauties are going to be back and doing a burlesque show. So everybody oh, should definitely shit. go to that because burlesque is beautiful, but also I figure that'll be a good way to show all the artists in town a good time. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah. Uh, che, if you're listening, put that on the list. <laughs> Boom. Uh, but yeah, that's yeah. insane. But I think that that's so cool that, you know, we have all these new spaces in Worcester and the thing that I'm trying to bring to my hometown is, you know, kind of getting a little bit of momentum. So yeah. It's, it's really, it's really fun. That's a great idea. Yeah. yeah. That's right. Hell yeah. And I'm, that's wonderful to hear that that space has been so, I don't know, interested in opening up its mind and Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think adaptive. they had like a cool VIP party and it was like a live band type of situation. I think John's doing some DJing gigs over there when, too. I don't know if it's every Wednesday. He did, he's done a couple He's Wednesday done a couple. I went, yeah, because um, Thursdays, Wednesday or Thursday. Yeah, after Sarah and Jake did their lesson, we went over and did the rosé truck oh, over yeah. there and he was spinning. So that was really cool. Nice. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Worcester Beer Garden was my second stoke, but also Pow Wow Worcester on the great yeah. night. I'm so excited. I'm like cheesing right now. Like, yeah. <laughs> I'm just gonna... uh, it be, it's going to be a different kind of year, but it's going to be cool. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So like something like 40 something days. Yeah, we got a meeting tonight. I got to. Anyway, yeah. All right. Uh, so I'm going to poke scammers. Um, I got an email or text message from one of my clients the other day from a company called Web Host Agents that if you look at this thing, it just looks like a bill. And they asked for $180 for web hosting fees. And like for somebody that isn't educated, they would have just paid it. But yeah. before this dude paid it, uh, so shout out to Joe at Purgatory Roasters. If you're ever in Middletown, Connecticut, go to Purgatory <laughs> Roasters. Um, but he was like, yo, this isn't real, is it? I'm like, no, dude, that's not real. And now I had to like go through and tell a couple of my other clients, like if you get something like this, it's it's not, you don't pay it. Don't. Yeah. So first and foremost, be smart out there. Scammers are getting smarter. They're trying to hit you up for all the time. So yeah. just, just know what you're paying, know what you're clicking on. But at the same time, fuck off other human beings that are trying to get their money by. Because I know for a fact that there's got to be people that pay this $180 and they probably Oh, did. no doubt. Yeah, they probably, I mean, I get emails all the time saying that they have videos of me doing uh, salacious things. Yeah. I'm like, I don't, I don't know what video you would have because in front of this laptop, I've only worked. Yeah, <laughs> seriously. You don't have it on my phone. I mean, uh, uh <laughs> so. Uh, the CIA man who is in my phone, you're welcome, Charles. <laughs> like. You know his name? No, I just call him that. Oh. He has a new name all the time. Gotcha. Yeah. Maurice, you know, whoever's in there, he's Maurice. He's, he's Hello, got some, he's got so, some major so things. Chet. Chet? Mine's Chet. Chet. Like, I don't know Chet 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 Chet. Like, well, I would ever want to Walking hang out around, with. Yeah, yeah I've like, never met a Chet. Me either. I don't think I have. I can't I even think of your Chet. Like Chet Atkins, but he's like a country guy. I don't really want to hang out with Chet Atkins though. I don't want to hang out with the guy that's on my phone either. Yeah, me either. I don't want to hang out with him, but I'm just saying like, don't report me. Yeah, just enjoy the videos enjoy, I'm sending you. Yeah, enjoy the content I am creating. <laughs> yeah, I hope you like all the seltzer times, motherfucker. Yeah. Lots of seltzer <laughs> times, or Naomi's recent favorite of me is soothing my sunburn with aloe. <laughs> <laughs> this is what you get when a you little, follow. Yeah, a little bath time action, a little bubble bath. I'll, I'll, always a bubble bath. I'm a bubble oh, bath gosh. bitch. Bubble bath and bourbon. Do you remember the Frank show when they gave I you do. that bourbon? <laughs> 
I very much so did. Didn't you like drop I felt so bad. So something? Yeah, so I thought I was being cute and I was making like a bubble bath Snapchat or Insta video. And I like went to put my four roses back on the side of the tub and it like slipped in and like a little, like two ounces worth of bath water slipped in. And I forgot about this because I was drinking bourbon. <laughs> anyway, I just took it out, continued to drink the bourbon. It tasted a little off, but nothing crazy. And so I filled a flask and we went to a Frank Turner show in Cambridge. And I like, I was like, hey, do you want to shot of four roses before we go into the venue because you know drinks and are expensive like, and he's duh <laughs> and he tastes like he's like is this small batch <laughs> I, I it like, tasted a little different I couldn't yeah, figure out yeah, what couldn't it was couldn't figure it out and he as he's like taking a sip and he says that I was like oh Oh, and I was like, I'm so sorry to tell you, but <laughs> bath water. Did you guys did you guys get diarrhea? No. From like no. soap? Oh, because if you ingest soap, it'll Oh. I don't want to know how you know that, but no. It was it was literally no, like Oh, it'll lube up your insides. Anyway, that's oh, good. That's good. good, that's to good. Know. Yeah, no, no. It was it was totally it, I hadn't put the bath bomb in yet, so it was just Oh, it was truly just it water. It was just water. Like Water and a little bit of you. Yeah, like uh, uh, to clean Anna. You know? <laughs> Sorry, Ricky, we're best friends now. <laughs> what else? Yeah, it's I like felt... a no doubt song. Bath water. Exactly. Yeah, that's a good. Bath 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 bath. Anyway, yeah. So good. Uh, I'm gonna be stoked, or I'm stoked that kids are still making hardcore music. I hey. had the pleasure of going to Have Hearts reunion show Friday night at the Palladium, which was straight banana land. Uh, to steal one from Ricky. <laughs> it looked like it. It was fucking mental. Like there was probably, I don't know, there was too many people in there and I don't know how the fuck they did it, but they pulled down the barriers. So there was no barriers between the stage and the, and the audience. So like there were crowd dives, like, oh my God, stage dives from the start. And it was, I have not been to a hardcore show like that since my college days. Like, oh How my long God. did they play for? Uh, half hour probably played half hour, 40, no, 45 minutes to an hour. Really? And they have four or three albums and an EP, I think, worth of material. But they're fast. It's hardcore music. Yeah. So it's like songs are two minutes, three minutes, like Boston's, which is like their, I think it's their banger. It's kind of what they went out on. Um, even that's like two minutes, three minutes. Oh, wow. Um, fast and hard. <laughs> anyway, sorry. That's the video. I saw a lot of videos. There's like, a lot the of the video time. from Saturday when they had 10,000 people outside yeah. and they like chug, 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 and then just a whole bunch of people shouting back the lyric. That's Boston's. And okay. that song gives me goosebumps even thinking about it right now. Like, it was insane. I can't imagine what it must feel like to be those dudes who, most of the time, they're just teachers. Like, one dude's a history teacher. Oh, really? Yeah, Patrick, he's just a history teacher. And, like, so when the tickets and shit were blowing up, he was in the middle of class. <laughs> so, like, he's getting all these dudes being like, yo, I tried to buy tickets for your show. And I, so he writes up on a whiteboard, like, yo, sorry, we're obviously going to fix this. Right. And he just took it in his classroom. So these <laughs> dudes awesome. are, are normal Hardcore. dudes. But this band hit so many people's yeah. sweet spot. But it's hardcore music, so it never really makes money. Of course not. Well, they made some money last week. Well, exactly. <laughs> so 10, 000, but all that money went to the women's clinic out in New Bedford. No kidding. They raised really? money for the, I love the battered women's clinic, but that's essentially what it is. Um, yeah, they started before their set. They had somebody's sister-in-law come up and read a whole thing. And then they had Sinead O'Connor singing um, one of, oh my God, Jamaican 
not Bob Ross is the name that's coming to my head, but it's not Bob Ross. It's Bob Marley. Thank you. Oh. One of Bob Marley's songs. <laughs> Bob uh, Ross and Bob Marley are wildly drastically different. But they're both calm. They're both great people. Yeah. Though. They're both they're both all about positive vibes. That's true. Anyway, it was an amazing show. These uh, happy little trees, don't worry, be happy. <laughs> But there's still young dudes making hardcore. And like these kids that are up there uh, from the bands, Abuse of Power, One Step Closer and uh, Anxious, they're all okay. I mean, they still need to figure out some of their, uh, I don't know, to make it a little more interesting, but it was good. But they were young, dude. They were like kids coming out of like one band, Anxious, just graduated, some of them just graduated high school. And like to play at that stage, shout out to Half Heart for giving those dudes a chance, but like, there's still kids with feelings, anger, and like, to me, when I found hardcore music, I found it at a very important time in my life where I needed to understand that, like, I have an outlet for my anger, yeah. I can use my words, I can now be a part of something bigger. It just, it fit me, it really helped me become the person I am, and I could see that it's still helping these people. That's right. And then there's this band, Brother, screw you and your moped, this band, <laughs> Brother, um, from Boston area. I can't really find much about them on the internet, but they're led by this female powerhouse of a vocalist. And she's like, she's just up there wearing like uh, yoga pants and like a, a sports, not a sports bra, but like a, like a sport top, whatever, yeah. like a tank top. Workout thing. She lets out some of these just guttural fucking like, oh. and they're playing straight up like hardcore, hardcore minute songs. This song's about like the abuse and rape of our lands. Blah, 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 blah. This song's about what it feels like to be a woman without power and to like, huh? They made me a fan that night. I that's need to find more about this band, and it's it's that's the beauty of this music. So it sounds aggressive, it is aggressive, but it's empowering in that aggression. And it's not like Half Heart, they kind of get lumped in with this awesome core label where their words are all about empowerment, their words are about like being a better person and being a better part of your community and not fucking up. And then there's that whole straight edge thing that I don't necessarily abide by anymore. But still, to those few that need it, like that's your life, and I respect the fuck out of it. So that's rad. It was awesome. It looked long story yeah, short. It looked like fun, yeah. It was a, it was an amazing thing to be a part of. And shout out to Brad Rowe, who after I got into a little bit of an altercation, I ended up finding him and <laughs> just getting a nice high five from him. Like, all right, yeah, I got friends here. It's okay. <laughs> We're gonna get Brad. We're gonna get Brad on the show, dude. Some of that woodworking stuff he's doing. I don't know. It's so, so every time I see you post something new, I'm like, Naomi, we got this for our apartment that we don't have. We'll someday we will. <laughs> This my, my entire apartment must be outfitted by Brad Rowe. I so rarely okay. see you without your glasses on. Oh yeah, I look like a little tiny weirdo. You just, just look, you look different. I, well, cause really nobody's seen me without glasses since like eighth grade. Unless you've yeah. been my girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Naomi. I mean. Sorry. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right. I, I usually. Well, let's wrap this bad Larry up. We've been going long. Anna, do you want people to find you on the internet? I do, yeah. So um, Muggle World, Anna McGinnis. You can find me there. My last name is a trickery. It's M-A-C-I-N-N-I-S. Mackinnis. Um, so that's my like Muggle World. And then me, Lady LaRouge. You can find me on Instagram at X, Lady LaRouge X. You can also find her on Facebook. I just made a um, performer account because I had to to make the 
thing happened for the event. So yeah, um, so you can find updates on both of those on like, both subscribe. the class. Yeah, like, subscribe. Um, you'll get some behind the scenes content uh, when I'm feeling inspired. Um, a lot of bo- body positivity. A lot of body positivity, yeah. It's it's for sure, you know, something that I try to emulate, not only for myself, but for my friends. You know, since I've started doing this, I've had not only, you know, my friends be like, wow, how do I do what you're doing? Like, I, I, you're, you're inspirational. Like, that's so weird for me to hear because I'm like, <laughs> but, um, but it really is, you know, I think about, you know, I'm excited to go see Lizzo. That's inspirational for me. You know, you don't see a lot of thick bitches up on stage and it's, it's, uh, it's kind of a tragedy because there's so much talent, but there's such a narrow scope of what is acceptable and what is sexy and what is, you know, what people want to see. People want to see everything. Like you said earlier, Travis, people love people and we love love. And I'm all about loving yourself first. That way you can spread love to other people. And so body positivity for sure. Um, If you want to learn a little bit more about that, definitely come to my class at the Worcester pop-up on July 27th. Hell yeah. That was smooth. Thank you again so much for coming on. Thank you guys. I can't wait to see you around the internet some more. Yes. Yeah. The posts are always great. <laughs> yes, I think I'm I'm a professional fizzle fiend. Professional, professional. fizzle fiend. There you go. You're the yeah. first one. You've definitely cracked your fair share of seltzers and sent them our way. So thank sure. you for that. Of course. Of course. Um, Awesome. Uh, okay. I don't know. I don't know how to end this. Well, I've been Travis. You can find me on Instagram at Twitter and at Hunchback Travis. I don't know. We can keep just going on. That's the problem. And now we're at like a, I don't know, a minute, an hour and a half. Like, did you realize we've been at this for an hour and a half? I thought it was longer, honestly. Really? I, I have so much fun talking to you guys in Aww, general. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say that I don't know when we became officially friends, but... Well, literally, we officially became Facebook friends today. Because <laughs> I was trying to figure out. So, which I think attributes to. I'm, I just confuse people because I have a lot of. I'm like a diamond, right? I have multi facets of my of who I am. So I'm Anna McGinnis. That's like me as a human. But then there's Lady Larouge, who is my burlesque persona, and then Anna Genevieve. Genevieve is my Muggle middle name, but that's what I use when I'm going out to acting auditions ah. and like theater proper, like acting theater huh. things. Because McGinnis is hard to say and remember and Anna Genevieve just flows so. Anna Genevieve that's yeah. awesome so that's what I am on Facebook um, um, yeah you popped up in my like suggested you probably know this person yeah. I was like oh yeah you're right I'm talking to her today yeah, yeah. <laughs> I do know that person indeed I honestly I thought that you added me so you could like creep on me so you would have like the info yeah info but I, there's I don't probably know. that too yeah there's a little bit of that that's okay yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I creep on everybody. Me too. That's why I was like, That's yeah. That's what the internet was made for. It's, it's true. Yeah, it's true. But it's also really cool because you can connect with people that you normally wouldn't um, connect with in real life. It was actually funny. We were at the dive bar on Saturday after the wedding and uh, Jeanette was there and I was like, hey, what's up? Because we were only like. Oh, Jeanette Tozer? Yeah, yeah. We yeah. Just, so we just like cross paths there. on Instagram and yeah. we were like, finally, hey, and human, what's up? So it's. Um, I did that it, with uh, the same Joe. I think that's his name. Joe hey Joe. No, no, I know. Just kidding. No, the dude from uh, said Colt McCoyotes, like that band that's always at Redemption, um, Greater Good. I can't think of his name. I think his name is Joe. I don't know. Dude, I don't know. If you listen, I'm so sorry. sorry. <laughs> we met in real life last weekend at the dive. We've been friends on Instagram. I have no idea which one of us followed the other one, but it was more of a thing where like, Every once in a while, like he'll like something, and I'm like, "Who is this person?" And then I look, I'm like, "Oh, it's that dude from that band that I've never seen, but I hear about yeah. all the time." We know all the same people, 
Um, and then finally he came in, last, I think it was for, for Ellen's going away party. He came in, he's like, hey, real quick, like I'm like one of his Instagram handles. And I was like, oh, shit, what's up, man? You do look really familiar. But like when I'm working, everybody looks familiar because I'm like, oh, I just know you from the bar. Well, yeah, and you so, got face blind because they're all just- they, We're all just blobs who want IPAs. <laughs> Yeah, well, unless I know them. Not yeah. this blob. Not, Not this blob. blob. No, this, this blob, blob comes in and just goes, wettest? And I go, yes, wettest please. Wettest and luster. No way. But yeah, so um, I have been Tito Pecan. <laughs> oh, shit, yeah. yeah. And? <laughs> Keep going. Oh, forgot to throw Chicago Rollins. Chicago yeah, Rollins. Chicago. I feel like we should be in like a gang or something. Oh shit, it's your boy Tito Pekin. I'm here with Chicago no. We out here, we're hanging out, we're eating hot dogs. We're cracking seltzers. We're we cracking seltzers off your mom's skull. Uh, but like in a nice soft way. Like with, with <laughs> butterfly kisses. Oh, exactly, exactly. Alright. I have been Ricky. <laughs> <laughs> You can find me at DickChuck77 or Seltzer Time Official. Find us on the interwebs. Uh, you can now just find us at soundcloud.com slash seltzertime. We fix that. SoundCloud. Yeah. Uh, tell us how you're listening to this thing. Are you got on iTunes? Are you on Spotify? Are you just standing outside our window and eavesdropping? Imagine, like, come over on the list. window. <laughs> oh, man. All right. See you guys next week. Bye. Bye. Sorry for partying. Never sorry. The Seltzer Time Podcast is a co-production of Seltzer Time Official and TD Productions. Our intro music is Maple Boy by No Trigger. Our outro music is By the Salt Request. To find past episodes, search for Seltzer Time Official wherever you find podcasts. If you can't find us, let us know by sliding into our DMs on Instagram at Seltzer Time Official and we'll get it fixed. Thanks for listening. See you next week.